Okay, so what did we talk about the past couple weeks? The Holy Spirit. Alright. Who is the Holy Spirit? God and Jesus. It's a Holy Trinity. Mm. Okay, so they're all part of the Trinity. Yep. And the Holy Spirit is the one that comes like inside of you. It makes your soul alive. Okay. Okay, right. They're clean. Pure. Okay. Whereas crows kind of represented darkness. Not darkness. I know. What did they represent? They first released the crows on the ark, which it never returned to ate all the dead bodies, which was pretty good. Oh, yeah. So that means it is. No. No. Uh, that's all I'm going to call it after that incident. Um. Well, if it's, if it's the flip side of the coin of a dove. Well, it's unpure. Yes, or unclean. Unclean, right? yeah. Okay. What it, and what does that have to do with any of what we're talking about? Why did we even look at that? Because the dove came back, but the crow didn't. Okay. So if the dove is the Holy Spirit, yeah. and it didn't find any place to land and dwell. Oh! How did it bring back the Yahweh? Because, um,. You have to give the Holy Spirit a place to dwell in your heart by asking God into your heart. You have to be clean yeah. for the dove to enter, right? But the dead bodies weren't clean, so it couldn't land on them. Right. Okay. Um, what else? Before that, what else is important about the Holy Spirit? Hmm. What are you? Children of God. A human. Okay. Are you a place, a thing, or a person? A person. You're a person, okay? If we were a thing, Gideon would probably be a table if you think about it. He'd just be a walking table. Why would Gideon be a table? Well, what else would he be if he was a thing? The Trinity is made up of what? The Holy Ghost. This God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Okay. And they are all what? The Holy Trinity. God. 
Yeah, but if you were to define, what oh. do they have in common? They're all holy and clean. They're all pure. That's true. They were all, they were all, people used them, and they're all Ooh. part of the soul. Okay, what do you want to have with them? There's a bridge. Oh, well, Jesus is the bridge to God. Yes. What do you have to have with him? A relationship. Relationship, okay. Oh, okay. A relationship. Can you have a relationship with a tree? No. Not unless you're a plant sim score and you're the plant sim. Can you have a relationship with the country of Greece? No. God, no. With the people in it, yes. Okay, why can you have one with the people in it? Because they have a soul. Okay. And they're living? Yes, which what makes them a... What happened if a tree just grew up and said, I'm alive now? Plants are alive. A person. A person, okay. So, these, all three of these things are... I know it's hard to think of the Holy Spirit as a person, but you can't have a relationship with That means it was once living. No, we talked about that. I know, I'm messing around. Good. Because <laughs> why? It's not a ghost, right? It's not a. Well. Well, because some. Okay. Is it okay to call it the Holy Ghost? It's it is called the Holy Ghost, and we talked about that. Typically, the Holy Spirit is used now because ghosts usually is more of like a haunted thing. People think it's a dead person come back, like their spirit, which is not the case. This is a side thing, but are there ghosts? Are you sure? There could possibly be ghosts. Okay, let me, are there, hold on, to talk to ghosts. are there, are there demons? Yes. Could people mistake demons or demons interfering with, for ghosts? Yeah. yeah. Yes, but a demon isn't. Does that mean what my brother is? Okay. Is someone who is living on earth after they died? Which isn't a real thing. Yeah. It's not possible. Unless someone, unless they were stuck in the void between, because they, they were, they weren't that good, but they weren't that evil. They were 50-50. That's not that's real. That's not how it works. I know, messing around. I'm gonna be joking the entire next time. Well, we don't need to joke. We are looking for serious answers. We want to get serious because we're studying the Bible. Okay. So, a ghost in like the new, in the King James language it refers to a spirit okay so there are spirits there are demonic spirits that are demons that exist in another realm and like that the holy spirit can exist in other realms so that's where that language comes from you okay you look like you're having a prank right now. So, um, so just like, 
there are, like, Satan is a being that can exist in other dimensions. The Holy Spirit can exist and operates within the spiritual world, right? What kind of world does Jesus operate within? Th this world. Because he's a human, right? Anytime you've... Anytime anyone has seen him or interacted with him, he has a physical body. That's how God chose to interact with us physically in our world. Okay. Then God the Father, what is his personage like? Is someone trying to sneak up the stairs right now? No. You don't... Does, has anyone seen him? No. No. Uh, but he comes to Earth and like, wait. So when he not to Earth, was it Jesus? Like I have a question. Have a personal relationship. With God is whispered in the ears of many, but has anyone seen him? Hold on. Listen to what Gideon's saying. He doesn't have a personal relationship with everyone. He has a personal relationship with people. Once in a while, but those are the people that the Bible is usually about. Right, in the Old Testament. The Old Testament. Yes, okay. I have a, a serious question. So, um, like, you know how there's like the burning bush? Was that Jesus or was that God? Um, or was it the Holy Spirit? That was, well, Spirit. how about this? Could it have been all of them, all three of them? It could have been, right? Um, it was for sure God the Father. Okay, you. A lot of times he, when he does show himself, or could be the Spirit together, fire is used for that. Okay. Anytime you see a actual person, like when Joshua met Jesus, who he thought was an angel. Oh yeah, when that that was Jesus because it was yeah. a physical person. When um, when Abraham has meets God or and the other two beings with him, probably angels, that is Jesus that he's talking with. Okay. okay. But Abraham also talks to God like when he performs sacrifices like with Isaac and stuff. So it's, but that's not to say that all three of them aren't there interacting, but maybe at that time God is the one speaking. Okay. Now, we'll tie that back in. When you are interacting with God, who are you interacting with? Jesus, because we have sin. Are you sure? It the Spirit. Yep. It could be any of the three for all we know. How does Jesus teach you to pray? You praise and then you... How does he teach you to start your prayer? Do you all know God. the Lord's Prayer? Dear God, oh, dear Lord. Lord. Father in heaven. Our Father who art in heaven. Uh-huh. So it's the Spirit. It's 
But it says our. So I'm trying to show you. So it's Jesus because it's our. Is that you have the ability to interact with any of them. But okay. it's, they're all in different ways. Okay? So Jesus, your interaction with him, uh, the main one that everyone experiences is salvation, right? He's the one who paid the price for your sins. But he, Jesus taught us that when we pray, that we pray in the Spirit. That is, your Spirit is communing with God's Spirit and talking to the Father. Because you ask, or you pray to God the Father... And that is, and you are able to pray because of Jesus. Oh, yeah. Okay? Now, you, you can talk to any one of them, but they, have, they all play different roles. They work together because they're one being. They can't help but work together, but... They, it's, if you don't get it, it's because nobody really gets it. You get little pieces of it. It's like a puzzle that you can never fully put together. Oh, right? like one of the high school missing their two pieces. Sure. Um, so, <clears throat> last week, what did you learn last week then? Now that we went off on a long tangent but very related okay okay I wasn't here the Levi was yes last week you came in late, but Abby wasn't that was you came in like two weeks ago you, were, you did come in late that day. Um, did you talk about the Holy Spirit as a teacher? Yes. Sort of. Sorry, I'm back on my name. She missed so I'm going to be a different today. How does he teach you? By telling you what to do? To be closer to Jesus? Let's go to John chapter 14. <clears throat> Do you remember verse did you look at verse 26? Anybody remember anything? I wasn't here, so I don't know. I read it. You were the one that read it, baby. Gideon, can you read verse 26? 
Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Okay. How does the Holy Spirit teach you? Okay. How about <clears throat> what does everybody have? No matter what, whether you're saved or not, that you're born with, that helps you tell right from wrong. Your conscience. Your conscience. Okay. Now. Do you think the Holy Spirit would also help you to know the Holy Spirit is right like and your wrong? Well, it's not your conscience, because everybody has a sense of right and wrong. Yeah. Except for people, like, there's a part of the temporal lobe that if it gets damaged, people can't tell. It's been proven. It's part of the burning. Well, that's a different case. That's kind of like everybody's born with, typically, with hands and feet, but then sometimes people lose them. Get taught what's right and wrong as well. Right, you do, right? Um, so the Holy Spirit is there to convict you, right? If you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, He's going to convict you. Okay, so we're going to look at, we're going to still be hanging out in this chapter of John for much of the night. And <clears throat> do you know when this chapter of John happens? In Jesus' life? It's around the time he was going to die. Yep. More, and more specific than that. It's like right before the betrayal. It is around the betrayal, which happens at... The house? Are they at the table? The yes. There, this is, all this, yeah, it's chapter 13, I think it starts in. All the way to chapter 18 is all Jesus, I think it's chapter 18, yep, talking to them. And this is the last time that he um, talks with them and gives them advice and tells them things, okay? So it's a lot of important stuff in there. And he tells them things he's never told them before. <clears throat> so before we get to what he said... Let me ask you a question. How do you find peace? How do you relax? How do you rest? Like you yourself or everybody you. in general? No, you yourself. Oh. Where do you find peace? Cuddling with my dog. Okay. Anybody else? Everybody rests, right? I, I mean, if you didn't, you'd die. Yeah, yeah but I don't sleep anymore. I just take small naps throughout the day. So where do you rest? Anywhere. Okay. Where do you rest, Gideon? Natalia. And where is that? In my house. Your... Like in my room. Well, yes, for you it's your room, but it's at your house, right? Yeah. That's usually, if you are looking 
to unwind, to relax, to get away as best as you can from things. A, you want to go home, right? When you've had enough, you're ready to go home, right? Everybody gets to that point. No, but I'm not enough. I'm ready to fall asleep when I get I don't necessarily mean had enough as in physically tired. It could just be a, an emotionally exhausted or just you can't take anything anymore. Um, now, <clears throat> what about your home does that for you? What qualities does your home have? My dogs. Um. The stuff in my room makes me feel peaceful because, like, giant fluffy unicorn. Like, I'm The organization of my room. I have, like, a book. Okay. All my favorite books. Okay, so it represents you, right? Couch. Giant fluffy unicorn. What else does it have that hope that hopefully? All homes possess these qualities. Couch. Or okay, so com comfortable. What? Okay. All homes should have a Bible. I think. Let's think even more. That's good. I agree. But let's think even more basic, like human needs. Okay. Yep. Water. How about maybe safety? Oh, yeah. You probably hope it locks, right? Nope, my house is unsafe 100%. The beams are falling out the bottom of the house. And yet I feel right. safe. Not, not necessarily what you would like, so you like safety. Nope. I've never um, house. So then let me ask you this. What stops you from having that peace? What keeps you? from having peace. Dustin. Okay, maybe a specific person. That is a person. I know, you said a name. Thoughts. Okay, no, fear, right, of things. What else? Auntie Heather poking me and screaming, get up in my ear. Let's go to, keep your finger in John 14, but let's go to Romans 8. Where are Romans again? Any specific page? New Testament. It's right, it's two. After Acts. Yeah, it's two chapters, not chapters, books away. John, Acts, uh, John. Uh, yep, Acts, Romans. and then Romans. Romans 8. 8. We were here before yeah, for this Paul, series. What was that? The episode of Paul, the episodes to Romans? The, yes, the epistle. Which basically means letter. Okay, 8 verse 7. If somebody could read that. Verse 7? Yep. Which chapter? Chapter 8. Because the carnal mind is... And midi against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither there indeed can be. Okay. What does that mean? I think I read somewhere. 
What's the first word you don't know in there? What it means? Carnal. Carnal. Anybody know what carnal means? It could be like against God, like radical mind, like atheist. No. Carnal means your body, your physical body, your carnality. Okay. So it says that your carnal mind is at enmity. Do you know what enmity means? <coughs> it means fighting with or struggling with. It's easy to remember because if you think enemy, you fight with your enemy. Not so. really. Me and my enemy team up half the time to shake down in front of me. Sometimes the enemy of your enemy is your friend, right? No, so the enemy of my enemy is my enemy that has to take down that enemy, then we fight each other. Gotcha. Okay, so you are at war with what? God. The flesh. Okay, both of those things are true. Those are both right. What determines whether you are at war with flesh or at war with God? Which master you feed more, the flesh or the spirit? Okay, that's linked to it. That's what we did. I wonder which I fed more. Um, when you were the teacher. Yes, we did do that too. Yep. What determines if you are on God's side or not? Oh, the flesh and the spirit. You have to ask. Whether you're salvation, right? Yeah. Okay. So, but he says your carnal mind is at war with God. What's your carnal mind? Your flesh, not your spiritual mind. The old you. Yeah, yeah. The old you which is unclean, right? Mm -hmm. That's at war with God. So we already talked about that as Phoebe pointed out. And so if you are a Christian, there are three things that you wrestle with. The flesh. Okay, that's good. So we got one is the flesh. Could wind up wrestling with the spirit if you feed too much of the flesh. Um, what spirit? The um, any spirit really. You could be the Holy Spirit or something. Oh. No, if you're a Christian. Satan. Okay, Satan. Or just evil in general, but he is. The, evil, that's the, opposite um, the Bible calls these principalities. The 37 demons are from the law. No. That's what I think of now. I'm never the name of Satan because of that stupid video game. So what's the third thing that you are at war with? Your mind. Or that is against you as a Christian? No, nope, your mind is the flesh. Yeah. Okay. No, nope, trust me. I have an urge in my gut and an urge in my head. Like uh, really the people. 
like the other people around you. Okay, good. What do we call that? Peer pressure. Okay, what do we call that <laughs> as, as Christians? Those are both true. Those are true things. Pressure like a you should be not be um, conformed to this, but you should be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The world. Have you ever heard that? Don't be conformed to the yeah. world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Like conformist. Don't transform. Don't conformist. Don't transform you. Like, is that transform what it comes from the world? Um, conformist is, would come from conform. Oh, okay. You just went the other way. Yeah. So, what, what does it mean? What's it mean to conform? Change. To be the same as. Yes, else. to let something change you and make it you like that. Unless okay? it's to get rid of alcohol. Now, let me ask you this. What in each of these categories could keep you, because you guys said some stuff that might keep you from having peace. All I can think of is those stupid video games. What are some of the things that you said that keep you from evil video games? Okay. And by that I mean literal video games about fighting evil. Okay, what else? Um uh, like um That's good. Uh, that's pretty overarching, though. People. Um, that's broad. That's the word that you guys use. I kind of think of it. My Auntie Heather. Okay. Specific people. All right. Um, what else? Shut. TV. Peer pressure. What about this category? What about this is going to keep you oh, seven from sons. having peace? Oh, seven sins. Okay. Vanity. People are always worrying about the appearance. Okay, what do you mean by vanity? People are always worrying about their appearances. I'm sorry, I'm just trying not to fall over. Oh, just I have a good one. Like that. Um, scary people who pretend like... like Demons, like people who are fake friends. Um, like so this should actually TV? be over here. But how is it related? Because because um, this is a sin of the flesh, right? Yeah, but it's like it's a it's temptation. temptation. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. How about it's not something we come across often in our area or time, but an extreme would be demon possession. Oh, yeah. Oh, somebody call an exorcist. 
right? Jesus um, had to cast out demons. You think yeah. those people did not have any peace at all. Like it Was took a physical toll on their body. Did you know, fun fact, during one of the Great Celestial Wars, an angel named Lilith lost her life trying to join the demon side. She was one That's of the not triplets. real. She was one of the triplets. I know, but it's fantasy. It's fake. Okay, let's stay focused. Let's stay focused. So, <clears throat> now, um, I like this position, but if you if you want to have peace, what has to happen? With these things. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. If you want peace from people, from things that are you are fighting with, struggling with, how do you get peace? I block the world out and I think no. Okay. But if you're at war, let's take it to just the idea of war. How does peace come about when there's a war that's going on? Someone has to win, right? Yeah. Okay. Nope, that does not bring peace. That just lengthens and postpones. A stalemate. Nobody can lose, nobody can win. Therefore, they have to call a treaty and withdraw. That means everybody loses. That's not good. Yep. So. Exactly. If everybody loses, they're not going to draw. How? Listen, Felicia. Listen. How do you win over these struggles? By being with God, because God can win over all of them. The Holy Spirit, okay. the Trinity. Who? Let's go to First Corinthians. So go forward more in the New Testament. It's We're so after Romans. To the end of the Testament at this point. First Corinthians fifteen, verse fifty-seven. Yep. So basically, page six forty-two. Well, I'm just gonna do this because this is more comfortable for me. If this chair breaks, I'm gonna scream. Whoever's ready. But let us give thanks to God. He gives us the victory because of what our Lord Jesus Christ has done. Okay, so how do you have victory over all of these things? By giving it to God. Nope. Nope, but thanks. I mean, you do, that's part of it, but the battle is already won. You don't, how is the battle already won? There's a little thing coming up that we're going to celebrate. Um, oh, coming up? In like three Easter. weeks. Easter! Okay. okay, good friend, but that's not very celebration. It, oh, it is. Oh, is it well, yeah, mind? because that, that, saved us. that is when Jesus won the victory. That's when he defeated sin and defeated Satan 
and all the powers. He died on the cross and then the third day rose again. That is the whole, that's the whole battle right there where he has fought that for us so that we can have peace. Now, so where is your peace then? You just told me all the, that, that some of you that have expressed it, but hopefully you're all thinking about times when you don't have peace. Why don't you have peace then? If Jesus already won the victory. Because Satan's still fighting. The flesh is still fighting. Everything's still fighting. Even if the battle is won. Okay. Because the battle has been won, it doesn't mean the war is over. Well, if you don't have Christ in your heart, then you haven't accepted that victory, right? Now, if you do have salvation, what is the fruit of salvation? The of we'll get to why you don't have peace, but... The fruits of the Spirit mm. The fruits are the fruits of the Spirit, but what is the fruit of salvation? Mm, I don't know this one. What happens to you? What do you do different it once you follow Christ? I truly don't know, sir. What happens to you? Do you stay the same? I don't think so. What happens to you, Natalia? Um. You said that you don't stay the same, so what happens? I think you do this. Okay, and to do that, it's like taking off an old coat and putting on a new one. And that would be a, what do you do? Transformation. That's good, I like that, but I was, going, I was going for because you changed your clothes. You changed, right? There, there needs. goes through metamorphosis to become a Right, there needs to be a change. So, then what would be that change that people can see? Okay, that's one thing. Can people see your attitude? Half the time, yes. Sometimes, right? Yeah. I will act like I want to Sometimes. You can fake your attitude too, right? Oh. Yep, I act like I hate life, but I'm really going to love it. I just make everyone think I hate Okay, let's go back to John chapter 14. Ready, sir. And we're going to read verses 12 and then skip and read verse 15. This is Jesus talking at the Last Supper again. Okay, get into your wine. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them all. In chapter 14 of John? This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Verse 12? Yes. It's okay. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, 
The works that I do shall he believe do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because they go unto my Father. If ye love me, keep my commandments. You said to skip to 15. Yep. Okay. So, what will be obvious? What will people see that you are doing if you have salvation? Following the rules. Yes, and what did we, we used a word for that. Oh, wait, I don't know where I'm going to put this, but we used a word for that. What was that word? The law. Isn't there a sign in math for the result? A, a carrot. No, that's... Oh, no, carrots can also be used to represent exponents nowadays. Oh, we'll do this. Therefore. What's a carrot? That's a sign for therefore. Okay. Salvation, therefore, what happens? What will people be able to see? Starts with an O. Oh, sir, there is one word used. There is is. Obedience. Obedience. Do you know the song? To show that you believe, obedience is the very best way. That's right there in the song that you all know. No, I don't know it. Well, now you do. Well, you, you know that part at least. Now, <clears throat> that's how, and Jesus said, he said, if you... If you love me, then you will keep my commandments. And he also, and then in verse 12 that we also read, he said that if you believe on him, then you will follow after him, that you're going to do the same works that he did. Um, and what did we say is needed for the spirit to dwell and grow in your spirit? Clean. Clean, right? So, cleanliness is how you prepare that ground in your spirit for the relationship to grow. Um, this is back to we're talking about how um, how you have peace in your life. This is the very opposite of Satan's ideas. How do you think what Satan's lies, his, um, his agenda of how he wants, tries to convince you that you're going to be satisfied, that you're going to have peace in your life, who tricks, temptation, and lies. Okay, but what are those? And that's what I'm asking. What is that? Money What's... will bring happiness. Money will bring peace. No. What's his main... What does he tell... Let's use the one of the best examples where he speaks directly to a person. What is that? There's two really good ones. 
One in Genesis and one oh, in the Gospels. Oh, he a snake in Genesis and in the He talks to Eve, right? Yeah. What does he tell her? Yeah, he said, he says that if you eat this fruit, you will become like God. Like God. Because he says that he okay. just doesn't want What to. does Satan, when he tempts Jesus in the desert, offer him? That's when he came back to be the king. Okay, he offers him to be the king of the earth. Yeah. Two other things. He could use his power to, do, to make anything he wanted. That he, wanted he could use his power to make stones into bread. Because he was very hungry, right? He had been yeah. fasting for 40 days. So he's appealing to your instant satisf satisfaction. He's trying to appeal to your flesh. So your, your flesh says, I want it now. So basically the flesh... Whatever it is, that's how your flesh says, everything will be fine, you're having the terrible day, but why don't you just get a cake at Walmart and eat the whole thing? More That'll like make you feel cream. good. Like, hey, I know you just got your heart broken, but you need to get an entire bottle of ice cream now. Right. Or it could be, you know what would be great? You had a terrible day. Why don't you go buy yourself a new car? Mm -hmm. I don't have the money. That's okay. You just, just, it'll feel good if you go do that. Okay? So that was one of the things... The, the main thing that Satan does, he appealed to the flesh on that. But the other thing is your pride. If you're in control, if you're the best, you're, if you have control of your life, then you'll, everything will be fine. Is that true? What's the basis of the very first thing of why that can't be true? Because you can't be in control, God. You're not in control, right? So that's the first basis of the lie. All right. And then the last thing. What do you think the world's solution is? To bring you peace. Money. Okay. That could be, that could be one. Items, things of the world, right? There's a lot of things out there. I, there's more than you could ever think of, right? It's everything the world has to offer. One of the very popular ones today is... Um, you ever hear people talk about just spiritualism in general? Like... You ever hear somebody say, oh, I'm a spiritual person, but I don't believe in God? Yes. There's a lot, that, there's a lot of that out there now Someone where people... Asked, hey, can you move? And she says, spiritually? No. And they go, oh, you're spiritual? And then she went, yes, but I don't believe in God. That's why I only date musicians. It's like, what does that have to do with anything? It's a very common thing to put out there. And part of that spiritualism that... A popular aspect of it now comes around every so often, but now it says, oh, just empty your mind. Sit there and meditate on your mantra, which is 
you pick whatever that is. It could be. Yeah, like someone. You could be. You could say, "I like gummy bears." That's my mantra, and I sit there. And I think over and over, "I like gummy bears. I like gummy bears. I like gummy bears." And so instead, normally, originally, it was supposed to be. You're right. That's another one of the things. And then now people will learn. Listen. Am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Listen, Felicia. It's the world's solution is the opposite of what God's solutions are. Spiritual things tend to be the opposite of physical things, things that are in the world. God says instead of just emptying your mind, They say empty your mind so then you don't have to worry about anything. If you empty your mind, then you won't have to worry about all the things that are bothering you and keeping you from being peaceful. God says instead, fill your mind with my teachings. Fill your mind with my songs. Fill your mind with my spirit. And fill, fill your actions with my actions so if you do this we're still in John 14 verse 16 and 17 now and I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever that friend is the spirit of truth, the world can't the world can't accept him. That's because the world does not see him or know him. But you know him. He lives with you, and he will be with you. Okay. So who is that? The Holy Ghost. Right. The Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Now, what did Jesus describe him as? A comforter. A comforter. The spirit of truth. And what did your version say, Natalia? What did it call in the verse you read? Before that. Didn't say friend. Or maybe I misheard you say it. Verse in verse 17. That friend is, right? So, another. there's one other translation that I'm going to tell you. Um, other translations have it as advocate. Have you ever heard of an advocate? I've heard the word, but... Yeah. Anybody have an idea of what it means? Um, like an adversary? Um, no. Because someone said an advocate is like an adversary. And it was like... Nope, it's... Kind of the opposite. Like some sort of example? Well, if it's the opposite of an adversary, an adversary is supposed to fight. So the reverse would be like an enemy. Nope. Do you think the Holy Spirit is your enemy, Felicia? God, no. No, he's not your enemy. So an advocate you might, a lot of times today, might be used in referral to a lawyer. 
What does a lawyer do for oh, you? They help you. They steal they help all your you? money and they're called bloodsuckers. Nope. Not if they're a good one, right? If they're a good one, they're going to help you win your court case, right? They're going to speak to the judge. Nope, my lawyers put everything against me and turned over my father. Well, listen. And they're, if it's a good lawyer, they're going to speak to the judge on your behalf. They're going to take your case. Who's the judge? God, Jesus. Jesus. God the Father set him as the judge at the end of times. And now, I'm going to... How does an advocate bring you peace? Why would an advocate bring you peace? Who knows? If they're going to fight for you. Oh, because you know that somebody's on your side. Okay, that's always a good thing, right? That's comforting. Now, I'm going to... A quick example. While I was in the army, I had... Part of the time I was in a company, which is like a hundred, in my case was 134 people. And out of that, there were four lieutenants, and which I was one of, and then there's one captain who's the commander over everybody. And that commander, because he was a good commander and did the right thing, he was the advocate for us three four lieutenants that worked directly for him. Which meant that he would tell us to do something and if his boss came and said, hey, wh why are they doing that? He wouldn't say, I don't know, they're dumb. Or, yeah, you're right, they shouldn't be doing that. No, he would say, because I told them to do that. He'd say, because that's what they're supposed to be doing. He would stand up for us. And that made you, you always felt, even if he told you to do something and you knew that it was going, somebody was going to get mad about it. You, you were confident in doing it because you knew that he had your back. No matter what, he would go and fight for you. What if one day he did the opposite? Well, then he wouldn't be a good advocate. Like he was, and then one day he just all of a sudden said, hey, I didn't tell you. Like he did tell you, he looked at me like, hey, I didn't tell you to do that. Yeah, that would not be a good advocate, but he didn't do that. So the Holy Spirit is like that, where he has your back. He is going to advocate for you, to be on your side when you sin, when you're not clean. He's going to say, yes, that is true, but there is the salvation. They're covered by that. He's also going to be your advocate when principalities are against you when the world is against you he's going to be a power on your side to fight against those <clears throat> so 
to fight against all those adversaries, you can't do it on your own. You're probably all familiar with the famous verse that if God is for us, who can be against us, right? Well, that God being for us, obviously it's the Trinity, but the Spirit is the one who is there with you, who is there with your spirit alongside it, comforting you, guiding you through it. Who is against us? The answer is just right, Satan. Well, there's a lot, as we talked about it, you also have to battle against your own flesh. Until you get rid of this body, you're going to have to battle against that. You have the world, that there is a spirit of antichrist in the world. It's against Christ and his followers. Hey, I have a question for you. Someone falls off a building like trips. Why do people still call it a suicide? Well, I don't think anybody does. So. Someone fell off a building and they said, poor guy committed suicide. It's like, are you kidding me? New city trip, never you say you committed suicide. But that doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about right now, Felicia. We can talk about it afterwards. So, um,. <clears throat> What does then it look like for you to fight these battles? What's it look like for you to be out there acting in the world and obeying God? Doing what Jesus did. Well, we don't want to die like him. Well, hopefully not, no. But many Christians have. What does it look like? What did Jesus do? He died on the cross for us. He did, but he did other things too. So he calls us to, to follow him, right? To do the things that he did. Well, one thing that he did right before he told them about the Comforter, do you know what he did? At the Last Supper, before it even started. Nope, before it even started. They all got there. They came in off the street, took their coats off, took their shoes off. Oh, he washed their feet. He washed all their dirty feet. That was it. I'm Then, what else does he do while he's on earth? What's some other things that you could do? Because you could wash somebody's oh. feet. Oh, God, no. I'm not saying that particularly you're called to go around washing people's feet. <laughs> but the point is, is that nobody wants to wash people's feet. Right? Yes, most definitely. What else can you do that works. Jesus did for people? Um, oh, he prayed for them. Okay, that's good. What else? How about, could you feed somebody? Oh, yes. Could you bring somebody food that needed food? One of the, say, the ways that, his number one ways that Jesus says that he knows you belong to him is if you care for the poor. 
And that doesn't mean even, although one of the big things it means is for monetarily poor, but it also means poor in spirit, somebody who's downtrodden. And God's spirit loves that when he sees that. His spirit, the Holy Spirit, loves to see you being a servant like Jesus was. When you lower yourself to become a servant, he is going to fill you so fast that, that the Holy Spirit is going to come and fill you with his power. And the peace is going to follow after that. You would think that that's what the world says, right? That if you, um, your pride, you being at the top, being the best, having everything, having all the property you could ever want, a nice house, vehicles, I don't know, the tractor, the hunting gear, whatever it is that you want, that'll make, give you peace. You'll just, once I get that, I'll be set. Jesus is the opposite. He says, no, when you choose to be the servant of everyone else, put everybody else first, that is when the peace is going to follow you. Because I want to be in a relationship with someone who is a servant. Um, one of the last things, so troubles, the world being against you, Satan being against you, that's going to remain. But you're going to be in a different state when you have the comforter, your advocate within you. Did Jesus cry? Did Jesus cry? A lot of times it records it a lot. Did he laugh? Yep. Records it quite a bit. And in fact, he was like bubbling with joy. Was he angry? Yes. Very sometimes, right? So all of these things exist alongside being content, having that peace within you. No one's going to say Jesus wasn't filled with God's spirit, right? That wouldn't make sense. He has to be because he is God. But yet he has all of those emotions. You are going to still have times where you are sad. You are still going to have times where you feel down, where you feel like everyone's against you. You will have times with great joy. But the underlying current in all those emotions is that you know that God is in control. When you have his spirit on your side and within you, then that the battle is already won. He's already accomplished all that. That despite whatever else is going on around you, you can have that peace that God is in control when you have his spirit within you. Okay, next week we will learn more about the Holy Spirit.